This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Thursday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi out in Jersey. Stormy Bonantoni here holding it down at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. We keep seeing more and more come out ahead of the league's official schedule release in the NFL that we're just hours away from. We have the week one primetime games set Thursday night to kick off the 2023 season. The defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs will host the Detroit Lions. Sunday night football, we have Cowboys at the Giants. And Monday night, Bills at Jets. And Michael, this leads me to our opening segment here of Hour 2. No way or no doubt, we're talking about a certain team in primetime. Are you ready for it? You bet. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. We also need an intro for this segment, by the way. Elliot Bowman, our producer. Let's get let's get working on that if we can, okay? Right. Um, but my question to you, Michael, no way or no doubt, the New York Jets will play in the most primetime games of any team in the NFL this season with their new edition of the four-time MVP, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, no doubt. I mean, you have the, one of the largest market in the NFL. You have the Jets, which haven't been there before. I mean, that's an easy one. That's a layup, no doubt. <laughs> Because uh, you know it, it makes sense. You know we're getting the new we're getting the Detroit Lions on national TV. The opening game they're going to start the season. I mean, what were the odds of that? I mean, I don't think Vinny or Chrissy Andrews or anybody over at the sports books would have had Detroit be in the opening game. I mean, I wouldn't have suspected it any way possible. Because not that Detroit's not going to be a good team. It's just a you know that's a giant step forward, right? I mean, you're putting the the Lions on the biggest stage ever to start an NFL season, not the Super Bowl, but, you know, people are going to tune in. So, yeah, I think the Jets are a gimme putt to be a no doubt. We're going to see as much as the Jets as we can. And when we can't see them, don't think we're not going to get them, you know, flexed in. Because remember now, we've changed. There's no longer CBS is the AFC, Fox is the NFC. These are all just the games get distributed evenly to the networks. 
Yeah, and I mean, this schedule, while we don't have like the official way that it's all going to lay out, should set up for some high-stakes games because the Jets have their annual AFC East opponents, which could be awesome, and they also meet the Eagles, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, and Cowboys. All of those teams made the playoffs last year um, and should create some entertaining matchups. I just wasn't sure if it was, okay, Jets are going to get the most, or if the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, maybe that's just getting a little bit stale, though, with Aaron Rodgers entering his new team and the young guns around him. All right, next one in no way or no doubt. Now, listen, the combined win percentage from last year's Eagles opponents going into this season, 566. It makes it the most challenging schedule on paper going into this coming year. Whereas last year for the Eagles, Michael, they were 30th in strength of schedule with opponent win percentage of 464. No way or no doubt the Philadelphia Eagles league high strength of schedule should deter betters when you're considering that over 10 and a half wins for this year. No way. I mean, look. Schedules are not about the the team's last year's performance because no team stays the same. And so you have to throw that out the window. And then, like I mentioned in my Washington column, I mean, the, the amount of quarterbacks in the NFC isn't very high. I mean, when you look at it, I have it here. I mean, they don't play, you know, they're not going to play Aaron Rodgers at, at, you know, they're not going to – I mean, they do play Aaron Rodgers because they play the East this year. But to me, the, the, when they play the NFC games, they have Arizona. They have they have a bunch of teams that are not hard to contend with. And so when you break it down, I, I think for me it's like there's just no doubt – there's no way that the scheduling, even though it says it, it reflects last year. I think it's a mistake for us to consider that because there's no there's no team that stays the same. Will the Chiefs be good? Yes. Will Philly be good? Yes. But we see it all the time. 50% of the teams that make the playoffs don't make it again. Well, yeah, and that kind of leads me to this next point. How surprised are you to hear that over the last six seasons, the team that enters this year with the hardest strength of schedule on paper, just based on these numbers exclusively, has only made the playoffs once in the last six years. That's amazing. But look, I, I just found it, right? So they play they they play the Falcons, they play the Bears, they play the Rams, the Cardinals. So they're playing the the NFC East is playing the NFC West. Well, other than Seattle and you know, the Rams shouldn't be I I think the Rams are rebuilding, so that's not gonna be that challenging. Then they're gonna play a South team, so they'll play the winner of the South. That's Tampa. That's not a great team. I know they Tampa made the playoff, but that's not a great team. I think too much is made of last year, and the numbers obviously support that. But the way this, the the way these teams' rosters turn over so much, and the lack of quarterback in the NFC, I, I don't think it matters. Yeah, I I agree with you. I anticipate the Eagles just building on what they did last year, but understandable why some people might be hesitant, especially losing both of your coordinators and trying to reestablish what you did last year, which was taking a pretty significant leap. Let's take a look at the Tennessee Titans because Fox Sports reporter Ben Arthur broke down the quarterback situation in Nashville this week and said that Malik Willis as a third round pick last year is kind of the odd man out with Tannehill still on the roster in this quarterback room with them going ahead and drafting Will Levis. Maybe Malik Willis being the odd man out isn't going to make the 53-man roster. So no way or no doubt Malik Willis is going to be on the Titans 53. I would say no doubt he's going to be on the 53 because, first of all, Tannehill's a one-year proposition, and they don't really know who Malik Willis is. They've changed coordinators. Now, if he comes out and lays an egg 
in the preseason or in camps, I would say he'll kick. You know, they'll move on and find someone else. But I believe they have too much invested in him, even though he's only a third-round pick, to just let him go right now. He's an economic value at, at a very cheap rookie contract picked in the third round. So why not continue to work with him? And right now they only have three quarterbacks on the roster. They have Tannehill, Levis, and and. and and Willis. So, so, and he even says in his column they keep three quarterbacks. No, he says they don't usually keep three. Well, they got to keep three because they know Tannehill is going to go. I mean, Tannehill's on a one-year deal. Yeah, I think that's the big question is, okay, who do you think the backup is going to be? Because they would assume that the third-string quarterback would not be the guy traveling. I, I think in this day and age, keeping two quarterbacks is very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. Because if you're – like we saw – you know, they're sitting there with Willis having to go into Kansas City on Monday night. He wasn't ready to play. They had a, Joshua Dobbs had to play in the, in the almost playoff game against Jacksonville. And, and they got caught, and they had to bring Dobbs off the street. You can't. It's hard because of the, the, way, we're lose, the way we lost quarterbacks last year has to scare people. Who, who would you assume, just based on what we have right now between Malik Willis um, and Will Levis, who will be that number two? Because we did get to at least see Malik Willis in action. It wasn't great. Will Levis, are yeah. you just wanting to see what you got if you need to throw him in? Yeah, I think they're probably – I would say Levis probably is more NFL-ready than Willis was. When you saw Willis last summer, it was one look and take off. He wasn't ready to play. I mean, the whole problem why he transferred from Auburn to Liberty seemed to show up. You know, we don't ever take that into account. Why did the guy transfer? What did it happen? Who beat him out? Same thing with Levis. We keep saying it. Sean Clifford beats him out. He can't. But I think in this case, Levis, they traded up to get him. I think they're going to want to try to give Levis every opportunity to at least be the backup so that they think they can build on the future. Malik Willis in eight appearances last year, 31 of 61, 276 yards, no touchdowns. Three picks and a QBR of 12.4, which for anybody that knows a little bit something about QBR, that ain't great. Uh, no, you, you could have a 12.4, Stormy. <laughs> you could do it. There's no doubt. The Los Angeles Rams, let's turn our attention to this squad because Aaron Donald, their star stud on defense, he did flirt with retirement last year after winning the Super Bowl, decided that he was going to come back this time around, um, said he's not giving retirement a thought, even despite dealing with the injury last year. He's got two years left on his contract. But take a listen to what Donald has to say before I ask you this next question. Did you give any consideration to stepping away? I know you had talked about possibly considering it after the Super Bowl win, after this last season and the injury. Did you contemplate retiring at all? Um, Not really. You know, honestly, you never want to, you know, end your career the way how it was last year. So it never really crossed my mind. Um, um, so I was, you know, just trying to do everything I can to get myself healthy to be here today. So I do like that hat, by the way. But no way or no doubt, Michael, the Los Angeles Rams will return to the playoffs before their star Aaron Donald retires. Oh, no way. I mean, this yeah. is a bad team. I mean, first of all, the quarterback is the, the right. You talk about only carrying two quarter. The Rams have four on the roster now. Their roster is filtered with college draft picks and free agents. You know, you can't even name those other than other than him in the starting defensive front. It's a challenge to name starting defensive linemen. I would go as far as to say at some point, if this starts to shift and go bad, it's going to be fun to look at their schedule. Because if their schedule is hard to start off the season and say they start off 0-4, 0-5 and Stafford's hurt and they're playing, they're playing Stetson Bennett in there, you think Donald might say, hey, look, why don't you just trade me and get some draft picks? That might be the interesting thing. I think that's going to happen before he retires. This is not a good team. 
Even Ram fans can't defend this as a good team. I know they have Sean McVay. I get he's a great coach. But it's hard to make this team look better. And if they get some injuries in that offensive line, I mean, they had Jalen Ramsey at corner. They don't have him anymore. So unless they can put pressure on the quarterback, where's that coming from? Everybody's going to double. I mean, where are they coming? Here's a question to you, Stormy. How many times do you think we're going to see the Rams on national TV this year? <laughs> Not very many, I would anticipate. It was, I mean, just between the pieces that they don't have on the team anymore and just the number of injuries that they dealt with throughout the course of last season, it was it became they became unwatchable and it was tough. And you knew from the very start of the season when they got lit up by the Bills that it wasn't that same Super Bowl team. Run it back was not really on the no, horizon. No, it was no running. It wasn't even walk it back. <laughs> it was like we're going to have to use Barbershop's walker over there to get it back. I mean, it was no chance. Yeah, and what Matt Stafford are we going to get is such a massive question for the Rams this year too. Well, he's got $59 million to just enjoy. I mean that that to me is to me they had no choice. They put themselves in that. That's only going to that only's going to delay the rebuilding process because if he gets hurt, where are they going? Time for a quick timeout here on the Lombardi line. Thanks for hanging out with us on Vsin. We got to talk some NBA and NHL playoffs. Professional handicapper Mike Samuich back in his usual Thursday spot when we return. Stay with us. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure you're checking out vsin.com and getting the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving for each game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just action for today, but future events as well. Betting Splits, another way VSIN's here to make you a more informed, better year round. Check out those betting splits again for every game at vsin.com. And this is 
The hour of Mike and Michael. We have Michael Lombardi. Mike Palm is going to join us for the final half hour. And right now we welcome into the program the one and only Mike Somich, professional handicapper, and does such a great job with racing dudes as well when it comes to the horse racing. And we finally get to give my man some live props on the air here, Michael. Not a lot of people had mage in the Kentucky Derby. You did, and you were telling everybody, and that one comes through. It was a fun Saturday for me. I'm not going to lie. I was pounding the drum all week on Mage on Racing Dudes on Monday. I started picking the horse, picked it on Sharp Money on Wednesday with you guys on Thursday, and then with a handle again on Saturday. Uh, I'm so happy to see in my mentions on Twitter how many people cashed on Mage uh, because they heard me make that pick. And so it's always fun when you get a 15 to 1 home. It's a lot more fun when you do it in the Derby and you talked about the horse all week. So take us to the next step. Take us to the Preakness. I know it's a couple weeks away, but does Mays have the ability to continue this dominant run that she that he had in the last race, or is the Preakness such a different race it could affect him? That's the million-dollar question, Michael. Uh, this is, was only Mage's fourth career start, did not run as a two-year-old, uh, and the Derby was a monster effort. So you got to worry a little bit about the horse bouncing. Two weeks is a quick turnaround for a horse like Mage, who is a smaller horse as well. He's not one of these massive you know, just huge physical specimens. He's a smaller, more nimble, more athletic horse. So there's definitely concern around the two-week turnaround. If he runs back to that derby, though, he is going to be very, very difficult to beat in the Preakness. The issue is going to be price. You got 15 to 1 in the derby. You're probably going to be staring down the barrel of a 7 to 5 favorite on Preakness Day. And so it's the question, do you want to swallow that price? And, and a lot of it will be determined by who's actually in the field. We're going to have five or six new shooters, horses that weren't in the derby, that will show up in the Preakness and how they affect the pace. And so once we can see who's in the race, then we'll be able to make a more firm pick on it. But if Mage runs back to that Derby, he is going to be very, very difficult in the Preakness. And, and when you watch it back, it's such a phenomenal race from him. He never gets asked around the turn. He does it all himself. He only gets whipped once down the stretch. He had something left in the tank there. So I think there's a good shot. We have a horse going to the Belmont with a triple crown on the line, Ooh. that Belmont's going to be awfully tough, though. A mile and a half is not the distance that Mage wants. It would be awesome just to have the excitement, though, going into the Belmont, knowing that something like that was on the line. And, Mike, you would have loved it, by the way. When I was watching the Kentucky Derby, it was almost puck drop at the Golden Knights game, and so I'm watching the Derby on my phone, just screaming like a psycho, and came through. So thank you once again. Uh, last night in the NBA, Mike, we saw two teams on the brink of elimination get that win and extend the series. Tonight, we have two teams facing a similar situation in the Boston Celtics and Phoenix Suns. Do you have any bets or any feel for what might happen tonight? Both of these games are awfully tough. I think the NBA playoffs in general have been tough. I've been leaning toward these home teams in the second round. We've seen that trend. The home teams are 15 and five so far in the second round. The one anomaly to that is this Boston Celtics Philadelphia 76ers series where the home team is just two and three. You've got the Celtics laying two and a half on the road. It's hard for me to back them as a road favorite here. I do have one bet from that game though that I'm gonna give out here. I like Al Horford over one and a half three pointers made in this spot. You get minus 120 in some places, so I'd shop around, see where the best price is. But Embiid out of game one, he only takes four three pointers. Embiid gets inserted back into the lineup and he has taken seven or more three-pointers in game two, three, four, and five, generally because the strategy is we want him beat away from the basket. We need him to respect Horford taking these threes. He's gone over this total two of those four games. I think he takes around seven or eight threes again in this game. I'm willing to lay that minus 120 that he's able to make at least two of those seven here. 
I, I agree. I mean, he's not going to go 0 for 7 again. And, and you know, he, he's done it before. He is a good shooter. I, I, I think Boston had a really bad shooting night. I thought they had a bad shot selection night in, in Game 5, and that can all turn around. I'm not surprised Boston's the favorite because when you look at the numbers, can Philly continue to shoot 40% from the three-point line? Can the Celtics continue to shoot poorly? I, I think that's why the book is saying, hey, but buy the 76ers at your own risk. It's going to be interesting to see where do you think this number closes? I bet we're going to close between two and two and a half. If you look back at the previous games in Philadelphia, you saw two and a half is pretty much the consensus number. So I think we're going to stay right around that two, two and a half side. And, and I'm with you, Michael. Look, if I played a team in this game, I would be playing Boston. I just don't really trust the coaching down the stretch and, and that yeah. they're going to have the right five in there. And these role players for Boston need to step up. Smart needs to hit threes. Horford needs to hit threes. White needs to hit threes for them to really excel. And shooting on the road can be one of the more difficult things in the NBA. If I was going to play a side in this game, and I, I haven't done this yet, but I've been going back and forth on whether or not I'm going to put it in, I would consider playing Boston minus the one or one and a half in the first half because we've seen them come out in this playoffs and play dominant first halves and then kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half. I think Boston is going to be a very motivated team early in this game. And you never know when playoff Harden's going to show up. That's the other issue have the 76ers here. He plays well, then throws in a clunker. And it feels like this is one of those spots where you get a really motivated Celtics team. So if I played the side here, I would go with the Celtics minus the one or one and a half in the first half versus playing a full game. Yeah, win or go home for the Boston Celtics. We'll see if they do get off to that hot start. Here with Mike Samich at Samabomb18 on Twitter, professional handicapper. We have TNT doubleheader in the NHL postseason today, two critical game fours. The New Jersey Devils also find themselves on the brink of elimination. We saw in round one after going down 0-2, two ugly losses to the New York Rangers. They were able to bounce back. This time around against the Carolina Hurricanes, they go down 0-2. They win game three. You're feeling like, hey, could this happen again? And then they got brought back down to earth pretty quickly last game. How do you think things play out tonight? Man, this, is, this has just been a tale of two series for the Devils here, specifically in net. And that's where the issue has been. We didn't know how good their goaltending was coming into the playoffs. We've had their, their number one starter starts game one and game two in New York gets absolutely blasted. They bring in a rookie. He plays phenomenal for four games or they win four games in a row, but they have not been able to sustain that goaltending here in this Carolina series. And the tough part is when you look at the five on five metrics and you look at the, the ratings of where the shots are coming from and how often you expect them to go in, Carolina has really dominated this series. And that was not the case. When you saw the Rangers play the Devils early on that series, it was clearly a goaltending issue, not a depth and player issue. And even with the injuries that Carolina has sustained, they've been able to score and they've been able to control the puck. And if you haven't the puck in the offensive zone enough, you're eventually going to get one by, especially when you have some shaky goaltending for the Devils. I think Carolina closes this out. They've been a phenomenal home playoff team the last couple of years. I think they get the job done tonight. And one of the interesting stats that I found through the second round right now, Playing plus money is 15-1 and one in these 16 games in the NHL, meaning either the underdog has won or the favorite has covered the puck line at a goal and a half. But 15-1 to one in plus money, and of the 16 games, 12 of those 16 games have been decided by two or more goals in the second round here. Since I like the Canes, I'm going to go ahead and I'll lay the one and a half and try and stick with this trend here, getting plus 195 on Carolina, minus a goal and a half right now. I love that plus number. I think they close this out. And in elimination games, you also have to remember, you generally get more time without the goalie on the ice at the end of game, which makes an empty net goal more likely as well. So I'll take the Canes minus the goal and a half plus 195 tonight.
And the nightcap, Seattle versus Dallas in Dallas. Uh, series tied at 2-2. Two to two. Who You like the stars in this one, Mike? I do, yeah. This is another one where I think this should be a 3-1 series. You go back and you look at game one. Uh, Seattle is able to pull off the upset. They win 5-4 in overtime. But Ottinger, who's one of the best goalies left in the playoffs, gives up three weaker goals in the first period. Dallas is able to come roaring back but can't finish the job. They have dominated the game, specifically two and four, which were must-win games for them. Now we've got a must-win game here at home. Series tied at two. They've got to take care of business. Right now, you're, you're laying minus 190 if you want to play them on the money line. To me, we're going to go back to this trend. We'll take the stars minus a goal and a half, plus 130, plus 135, depending on where you're shopping, and focus again on this, this trend that we've seen where the, a plus money winner has come in in 15 of the 16 round two NHL games. Yeah, for Ottinger, it's really been two bad periods, right? You mentioned the first period in game one and then game three, the five spot in the second period, which was just so unexpected. So he's gotten back to form. Now I just need pa uh, Patterson to, to uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, to get through because he's been at the doorstep over and over again and it's not having Jason Robertson. I'm just, I'll get the name out. It'll be fine. Um, you also have a baseball play for us though before we go last minute. Yeah, real quick, we're going to rip through this. Look, the, the A's are one of the worst pitching staffs we've seen historically. I'm talking like since 1930, this is the highest team ERA we've ever seen in the Major League Baseball. Today, they're taking on the Texas Rangers and they're bringing up someone from the minors to have a bullpen game. Give me the over five runs for the Texas Rangers here. Uh, this age pitching staff is awful. Great Texas call. Can hit the ball. I, this is just a great spot to be playing a team total over. Don't lay the minus 228 with the Rangers. Take the team total over. You're I awesome. Thanks, great Mike. Call. Tremendous job, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. I need good luck. Better luck just speaking. Believe it or not, they do pay me to talk, Michael. I'll get better. <laughs> well, you know, you got a lot on your mind, Stormy. You know, you got the, you know, you got the nights. You got a lot of things going on. You cover a lot of sports and a lot of names going around. I mess them all up, this, so don't feel bad. This brain of mine is like scrambled eggs right now. But you know what I can say? Mike Palm coming up next on the Lombardi Line. Yeah. The bus driver. Here he comes. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a busy time of year, so much to bet on over the next 30 days. And for a limited time, we can help you out when you become a VSEN Pro subscriber for just $9.99. That'll get you insight into daily baseball best bets. We've got the NBA and NHL postseason as well, and only VEASAN Pro subscribers are going to get access to that daily recap of top plays made from every VEASAN show host and guest. You also get tools like betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving for each game, as well as a top VEASAN experts leaderboard where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI, see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now for just $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And I said last segment, this is the hour of Mike and Michael, as it is, alongside Michael Lombardi. Now we welcome Mike Palm into the program, VP of Operations here at Circa VEASAN Contributor. What's going on? How are you? Delightful, especially mm -hmm. now that you're here. Oh, thank you so uh, yeah. much. Thank you so much, Stormy. See, that was smooth, huh, Michael? It's, uh, yeah, that was so good. That was so good, Stormy. I mean, you talk about, you know, not getting the words out. You, you Those rolled right off your tongue. It was perfect. Sometimes, sometimes. Uh, how are you today, though, given the, the NFL schedule release coming out? It seems like the NFL always finds a way to remain the king in all of professional sports, even with the playoffs going on. You know, it's, it's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that started since last night because the NFL affects so much of the business. And not only is Jeff Benson, you know, 
looking at the schedule to to finalize the rules for our football contest, especially Survivor. And it looks like there'll be three games on Christmas Monday, which is perfect because we can still have the two separate weeks, Thanksgiving and Christmas, maybe even include that Black Friday game with the, the Thanksgiving games, and you can get the 20 picks for Survivor. But also hotel rates when we find out when the visiting teams are coming to play the Raiders. Obviously, the Vikings is key. We're going to have Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. We're going to have Green Bay. Um, you know, and our and our database is Midwest, so th- those are important games for us. And how do you adjust hotel rates? How do you adjust the pricing in the sports book? How do you adjust the pricing at Stadium Swim based on the anticipated demand? Yeah, that that that's there's a lot to go to it because the NFL moves everything, right? So I wanted to ask you a question because you you're very perceptive in this. Were you surprised Detroit got the opening game of the season? Hey, I'm aghast. Is really the word. And then, of course, we've got Derek Stevens and the crew, you know, just giddy over themselves. Oh, yeah. last. I, I oh, don't my understand. Gosh. I, well, I heard it was down to what the rumors were was is either the Eagles at the Chiefs or the Lions at the Chiefs. I really don't understand. I thought this opening game is supposed to be a national game. I mean, putting the Lions in the opening game is like putting the Charlotte Hornets on Christmas Day for the NBA. I don't get it. This isn't your yeah. mama's Detroit Lions. It's a new team, guys. Stormy, go back. There's a good <laughs> film made, and this this will explain the Detroit area, the state of Michigan. It's called Roger and Me, all right, about Roger Smith, the former chair, chairman of General Motors. I mean, it's, it's just the whole thing, the water in Flint. It's all of it with Michigan, and they shouldn't be in the national spotlight here. I mean, that's all we hear. The Lions are back. The Red Wings are back. The Pistons are back. The Tigers, no one, they're, they're making a playoffs for five years in any sport. So I, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I may, the only thing I thought of, Mike, is maybe they, you know, they want to take advantage of this Lions popularity because if they start out 0 and 6 or bad, <laughs> you know, then they won't be on. Yeah. Well, the only time you can put golf in prime time is, you know, in, in warm weather. You can't ever risk putting them in prime time in the cold. This uh, is true. Yes. Table for two by the heater. There's no doubt. I, I, you know what's interesting, though? And and it's a speculation, but is the gambling scene play an influence in the schedule? Detroit, a very popular bet to win the North, yep. the favorites to win the yep. NFC and to go to the Super Bowl. Did that factor into oh, I, the decision I to put them in the game? <laughs> I think there's I think look, we know this. The 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 merger of betting, accepting betting, and the 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 people's appetite for betting, I think, has really influenced this tremendously. I do think that there is no longer local teams. I think every NFL team now is a major brand. And so because of that, because I mean, look, when you can get – when they went to sell the draft – when ESPN went to Pete Rozelle and said, we want to buy the draft, he laughed at him and said, why would anybody watch that? You know, and now you go to Kansas City, there's 100,000 people standing out there all dressed in uniforms all with their teams. So I, I, these opening day games, I think you could put anybody on and they're going to watch. Yeah. It's just everybody craves it. Are the Chargers a national brand? They're not even a local brand. They're not a local brand, but, you know, they have a great quarterback. They've got, you know, the analytical community loves them. We know that because their coach loves to go for it on fourth and inches from his own 12-yard line so he can give up three points. So, I mean, why not? It gives us a lot to talk about. Hey, you know, I mean. That, uh, that, that Thursday night game, though, to open the season is the first game on the road to a Super Bowl in this city in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Is that still kind of surreal to think about that we're going to have a Super Bowl here? It is. I mean, we're still trying to digest F1. 
Uh, which is even more <laughs> of a Let's get past November. Well, I mean, the Strip, have you tried to travel on the Strip? It's, it's one lane. I can't, yeah, I had a, we stayed at Cromwell for our anniversary, and then we went to the forum shops because I had a certificate at Coach or whatever, Gucci, Gucci, I guess it was. I had to drive 28 minutes around because we had the baby <laughs> yeah. and we, I didn't want to walk across. But you can't travel or go across the street. It's absolutely ludicrous. I had to meet some friends in town at the Paris Hotel. Oh, we were forget going to about Mugabe it. Gabi. No. And yeah, we, we pull up. We're getting <laughs> off on off of the freeway. And we're like, oh, yeah, be there in five minutes. 35 minutes it. later. Unbelievable. Um, but OK, yeah. let's let's get to the to the NBA, though, and NHL. The postseason is going on right now. Curious how things are being played with. The way the games have turned out the last couple of days. Well, I mean, Golden State was free money last night, and everybody knew it. That got bet up to eight. Interesting here. I mean, no book in the world wants the Lakers to win. Uh, we we're, we have a seven-figure loss to it. It's three times the losses to the Knights. Think about that. Three times more of a loss. Uh, and they're really only our, our only big loser. The Knights are our only loser out of the NHL playoff teams. We're in great shape to Carolina or Florida, um, uh, even Dallas. But anyhow... Uh, so the zigzags coming in, I mean, it's been, it's been, while the NHL has been so unpredictable, the NBA has been very predictable so far and it's reflected in how the betters are doing. Mike tonight, Philly at, uh, Boston is comes to Philly, the two and a half. Where do you think that line closes? Do you think we're going to see late Boston money? I kind of get the sense of that. I keep thinking we're going to see late Boston series price money. That they're not yeah, just going to bet too. the game tonight. It's a dollar thirty plus a dollar thirty-five. I bet you that closes closer to plus a dollar twenty because I think people are just going to bet that they're going to come back and win, then try to isolate here and think they're going to lose Game Seven at home. Do you think um, for the Celtic? I mean, sorry for the Nuggets game coming up tonight. They have an opportunity to close out the Suns. How's that getting bet? Um, so it's good two-way action right now. I know JVT is convinced that they're going to close them out, the, the Nuggets. I called a friend of mine who's a professional better before game three. And I said, why are the Nuggets getting four points at Phoenix? He said, you don't bet the NBA. I said, no, I don't. But I, So I'm asking you. And he goes, you cannot play the Nuggets tonight. Either you play the Suns or you pass. The, the, the NBA has a path here. We know that the Warriors and the Lakers are going deep. They can't have the Nuggets sweep Phoenix and have nobody sitting there in the West. This series has to be extended. It's very predictable how the NBA plays out. And he was right. Yeah, yeah it is very predictable. I mean, yeah, I'm not accusing them of anything, but, you know, when they bring my man in, Scott Foster, you know he's there for a reason. <laughs> That's good, Michael. Smooth, smooth. Um, but talk to me a little bit through – this Lakers-Warriors series, though, as well, because the Lakers get the opportunity at home now. You have, I mean, Anthony Davis, it appears, should be okay to go in that game. I mean, so in the NFL, when we have a concussion, we know right away, with the exception of Tua Tungo-Bailoa, we know right away that it's a concussion and you move forward with the protocol. In the NBA, why are we not getting this information right away? The protocol is very strange, too, about, you know, exertion and levels of exertion and what qualifies him. I, I mean, the reports are that he was okay I would be more concerned with LeBron's foot uh, and that sort of misstep he took at the end of the third quarter. Uh, we waited a while to repost the series price. You talk about finding value in the markets, Michael. We're at, so the series price, here's a scalp. It's not a big one, but, you know, we're at, at Lakers minus 190. DraftKings is at minus 240. So you could take, if you had access to both, you could bet, or, or 230 or something, you can get, Golden State plus two dollars there and lay one ninety here. I mean, there's just this is and this is a very probably the most bet series 
in any sport we've had all year. And there's still that much variation in the market. It has to do with the future pools as well, but there's still that much. And if people take the time, there's, you know, you can find value there. Yeah. I mean, to me, it, it, it is challenging. Like, I think to me, I, I would play Boston tonight. I would even play Boston to win the series because I think if you think they're going to win tonight, you should bet them to win the series because you think Boston could lose three home games. I think that's hard to believe. That's my th thought as well. They're not losing game seven at home, although. You yeah, know, the 76ers have to close it out tonight or they're not going to. The poor coach is really sort of in over his head, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, and Doc's kind of coaching circles around him. Uh, can you imagine you just said that? Can you take I, that? I said to Michael Nobody earlier. Ever, no, no, you can't even imagine you just said that. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I said the best know, thing that never, ever happened to Doc Rivers never played checkers. I mean, yeah, my, no doubt. If Miami closes out the Knicks, I mean, Spolstra's sitting there. How much big of advantage does he have over either guy coming out of Philly, oh Boston? <laughs> yeah. Well, enough. The Butler's healthy. Yeah. Enough right. of us interviewing you. Oh, Time wow. for you to interview Michael Lombardi when we come back. Palms pressing three as we close out this edition of the Lombardi line on Beeson. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wrapping things up here on the Lombardi Line, live from downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino, alongside VP of Operations here at Circa, Mike Palm. Michael Lombardi out in Jersey. Time for Palms Pressing 3. Another open that we need, Elliot. I'm just saying. We are going to start this week's Pressing 3 with a rare, heavy topic, Michael, that needs to be addressed. In the sixth round of the 2022 draft, the Buffalo Bills selected Matt Ariza, nicknamed the Punt God, out of stormy San Diego State. Even though the Bills rarely punt, there was excitement over the pick, and the Bills immediately cut their incumbent veteran punter, to make room for Ariza before he had even played a preseason game. Shortly after the draft, some ugly accusations came out about Ariza, and the Bills wasted little time in cutting him, in fact, doing so two days later, despite saying they were aware there was a case brewing when they selected him. The fact Ariza was a rookie punter, replaceable by virtue of the position he played, and not a quarterback, say, like Deshaun Watson, makes not wanting to take a PR hit at the time understandable. A year later, Ariza has been cleared of any wrongdoing, and in fact, it came out he wasn't even at the scene of the alleged assault. He's had his name and reputation permanently stained and lost a year's pay and who knows how much more. So as a former NFL GM, Michael, here's my question to you. Where should teams thread the needle between honoring our country's innocent until proven guilty credo that we live by versus cutting bait with a player to avoid PR disasters? Do the Bills owe Ariza an apology? Shouldn't they immediately re-sign him? We know Buffalo is a first-class operation, as we saw with the grace with which they handled the near tragedy with DeMar Hamlin. What if the Steelers, also a first-class operation, had handled a certain future Hall of Fame quarterback's situation in this manner? Does this all just come down to the fact that punters are disposable? What say you, Michael Lombardi? Well, I think a lot of this is social media, correct? And so I think where Buffalo made the biggest mistake was when this information came out and the public was screaming for them to release them, they didn't have a, they didn't have enough information to stand on. And they found out later that perhaps he wasn't there. I think ultimately the job of any scouting service for the team is to know more about the player before we draft him than after. So if you walk into your room and you tell your owner, look, we're going to draft this kid. He's going to have a criminal case against him. There's a lot of things that are going on. We've done this work. He wasn't there. It's never going to happen. We're going to have to stand tall and stand firm behind him if we make this pick. And that conversation didn't happen, and public public perception drove it. I hope the young man does get a second opportunity because he has been proven innocent. It's not, it's not he had a better lawyer. I think this is a key component. Sometimes we are fa- we factor in. The fact that if you have a better lawyer, you could be guilty, but you just got to have a better lawyer. Well, this is one of those where he wasn't there and he's not charged. So he's been cleared, and he does deserve a second chance. And I think it's unfortunate. I would be surprised if another team doesn't try to sign him. I feel horrible for him, like absolutely horrible for him. You go from having an NCAA record-breaking season, you're living your dream, getting drafted to the NFL, and then these allegations come out about you that that are horrific and awful. And I understand why a team, 
after just drafting a kid that they don't really know, would not stand behind him because they don't know his character to the extent of knowing him that well personally and yada, 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 everything that goes with that. But to have your name stained like that for something that you didn't do and you left from the party at least an hour before this even happened is heartbreaking. I feel awful for him, and I do think he deserves an open and clear apology. It's going to be interesting to see if he files a suit against wrongful termination because he was terminated for this cause. It wasn't skill or injury. And he does. I'm sure he does. Now, I think a lot of this is going to have to play out, but he does have a case for wrongful termination because he was cut based on allegations that proved to not even be remotely accurate. And so you hope that Buffalo understands this and instead of having to face a lawsuit, we'll try to bring him back. I think this comes down to the information. You've got to have the right information. And when you go down this road, and you try to you sign this player or draft this player, you better make sure you have the case at hand and not learn it as you go. I just really don't like this guilt, uh, guilty until proven is innocent social media justice. Question two, Michael. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes, some of the best modern quarterbacks ever, all sat and watched and learned before playing from veterans in front of them. And now all agree they were likely better for it. Peyton Manning, by contrast, was treated as today's High quarterback draft picks are thrown straight into the fire with the axiom, learn on the job. This worked for Manny, but doesn't work for most. Jalen Hurts is another example of one who watched and learned from a vet. Would Hurts be an MVP candidate had he started from day one? Just a mere mention this week that Bryce Young isn't listed number one on the current Panther depth chart, even though he know he will start, drew people's ire. Where do you fall on these young QBs playing right away? Maybe some possible future Hall of Fame quarterbacks never got the chance to realize their potential by flaming out in year one. If Jordan Lum becomes terrific, what will they say? Where do you fall, Michael, on playing these young quarterbacks from day one in today's impatient NFL? Well, the people that say that they, they should put them in right away have never had to stand in front of a team. They've never had to talk to a team and say, this is our starting quarterback. He's earned the job. They've never had to stand in front of a team and say, you're our starting right guard because you've earned the job. When you start giving jobs away, then all of a sudden the team's going to crumble. You got to make the player earn it. You got to make you feel like, okay, he gives us the best chance. Or what happened with Kenny Pickett last year? Trubisky's killing us. We got to go to Kenny Pickett. You can stand in front of your team and say that. We don't know what Pickett's going to do, but we can't go down the road with this guy anymore. So as a coach, as a leader, you've got to have credibility to the people you talk to. All the ones in their basement that are screaming to put them in right away, they don't care about credibility. They don't have it. They just tweet another day. So they don't have to stand in front of any team. They don't have to try to win the, win the team over. You can't sell somebody who can't play. Mike Vrabel had to take Malik Willis off the field. Remember, Malik Willis was going to be a top-10 draft pick, according to many of these people. Had to take him off the field during a drive in a preseason game because he was affecting the team. He didn't want to lose credibility with his team. He didn't play him in, a play, in an almost playoff game. He didn't want to lose credibility with his team. We have to, as a leader, you have to have credibility. And if you're going to earn jobs, everybody's got to earn them. So to me, I'm from the school of once the guy's earned it or proved the other guy proved he can't, then we got to go. Anthony Richardson, everybody's saying great things about him. It's wonderful. Great. Great. He's ahead of schedule. He's doing great. Good luck. Watch what happens. I think we're up against it here, Storm. I think we'll yeah, save questions. I was going to say you can get three I, if you want right now. Yeah, or... but I don't think we give Michael a fair enough time to answer the question. So let's hold... Number three until next week. We'll lead okay. off with it. 
fair. Uh, what do you think, Michael, about the thought process, though, that more young NFL quarterbacks are ruined than developed in the league? I think quarterbacks are about eye level. Nobody talks about this. The more you get hit, the more your eye level come down. And when you don't know where the protections are coming from and you don't know what's going on, Justin Fields, 91 sacks. A lot of those he probably could have avoided if he had more experience, if he understood what the protections were and where he wasn't protected. 91 sacks in two years is ridiculous. It's not just because you got a bad offensive line. Losing seven yards per sack is ridiculous. So I think a lot of this is you got to get the guy ready and you got to have an offense that fits what he does. And it's easy to say, just play him. I mean, Troy Aikman, just play him. He went one and 15. Your eye level comes down the more you get hit. And when you lose your eye level and you start looking around, yards per attempt go way down and you can't play the position. So you got to protect the quarterback. That's the number one job of an offensive coordinator is to protect the quarterback. Aikman couldn't even make it really through that whole year. He got banged up so bad. You know, the most profitable Super Bowl I ever had was because I went to South Point and listened to Michael Lombardi's preview with Brent betting and buds when he talked about Jared Goff's eye level and how it had come down year after year and through the course of that year and took advantage of that in the Super Bowl against New England. And that play that won the game for you, if Goff holds that ball a second long, a tenth of a second longer, he's going to throw a touchdown pass to Brandon Cooks, but he felt the pressure. His eye level was down. We don't talk about eye level enough on quarterbacks because nobody's played the position. Awesome stuff. Michael, you're the best. Uh, sad that Thank I'm not going to be with you tomorrow, but you'll be back uh, with Femi, and um, I yeah. will see you on Sunday. So <laughs> get excited for I'll see you on Sunday, that. Stormy. Look forward to it. Thank you, Mike Palm. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, are you, Mike. Are you going to go see the Sixers play tonight? I'm sure you're going to be front row with Berman. No, we're going to be front row on my couch, she and I together. I expect a very excited text message from you if the 76ers win. I can't have this doom and gloom, okay, don't, don't, Michael? No, I'm, don't pull me back in, Stormy. Come on now. <laughs> That's a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi Line VEASAN Best Bets coming up after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.